Hey everybody, I am Ted King. Welcome back to King of the Ride. So here it is. It's Tour Divide Week. Depending on how you look at a calendar, it is also Unbound Week with a filthy, muddy Unbound in the rearview mirror by just a couple days. Both events separated by just one week. I've done five, uh, let's call them traditional, 200-mile Unbounds. And I was looking for a new challenge. So here in 2023, why not try the XL as an opener for the big show for Tour Divide? You know, it's, it's funny. We, the King family, we were in Emporia for simplicity to reduce some travel after Gravelocos. And for the better part of two weeks, we were there in Emporia where it was hot and the weather was perfect. So go figure, come race day, Unbound XL, and for all events, 100, 250, 25. The sky opened up something fierce and turned the ground into that quintessential Kansan Flint Hills chunky peanut butter. I was actually in the lead group of five when we collectively had the decision to pull the plug, which might sound odd, it might sound lame, it might sound tough to absorb, but when you're hiking for literally two hours, not once getting on your bike for two hours, that seemed like, like, like we'd lost the plot. I also recognize that this is amazing tour divide prep to be walking for hours on end, and I consider Unbound having done its job, and so onward we go. But first, this episode. So here I am. I'm in the van. I just drove into Colorado yesterday from Kansas, where I will pack, repack, unpack, repack again, obsess about my packing for Tour Divide. Tomorrow I'm going to board a plane, fly to Calgary, build my bike, get bussed over to Banff, and start Tour Divide Friday morning. Some 2,700 miles from Banff, Alberta, Canada, to the U.S.-Mexico border. Why? That's a great question, because I like a new challenge. I like coming out of my comfort zone. It's an event that, is, that has piqued my interest ever since I first thought about bikepacking. And just like Warren Miller says, if not this year, then you're just going to be one year older when you do. This seemed like a great year to take it on, and here I am excited to give it a go. When looking for advice and insight on the ride, there are seemingly hundreds of forums, of websites, of, of, of places to go dedicated to the route, of packing trips, bikepacking trips, anything you want. But what I really wanted was to reach out to someone who is, who is the very most preeminent in the field, someone who has the most experience, someone who has the most knowledge. Lael Wilcox rises to the top of that list. Lael has spent the better part of the past month or more riding to the start in preparation for the ride. She is a favorite for the win. She is a legend in the space. And she is as eager to do well as she is eager to help. And that is what I love about bikepacking. It is the people. It is the community. Gosh darn it. Nutrition along the route is very much catch as catch can. I'm thinking hot dogs and candy bars for breakfast, Twizzlers for lunch, Doritos for dinner. The nutrition on Tour Divide is daunting which is all the more reason that I'm excited to be bringing the daily nutrition of AG1 with me. Using these convenient travel packs that I love and been using for years, I'll down one of those daily, which provides the vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, adaptogens, probiotics that I'm looking for, but will likely be lacking along the route. So given the benefit of probably listening to this podcast in the comfort of your own home, you'll probably be enjoying the benefits as well. They have a brand new website. I suggest you visit drinkag1.com slash tedking. Check out what this is all about. I'm a fan and think you will be too. 
Again, drinkag1.com slash Ted King. I am a fan of Lael. I think you will be too. Thanks very much for listening. Here we go with Lael Wilcox. probably will have prefaced in the intro to the podcast that this is the year, 2023, that I have taken the bait and I'm planning to ride Tour Divide. And I think when we talked on the podcast last, we I think we ended with you saying something like, oh, you should do it. You should do it. You're going to love it. Let's do it. And I'm, you know, I probably sort of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then here we are. Um, and I wanted to have this podcast because I wanted to sort of pick your brain and get a few tips and tricks and, and, and gather some understanding. No different than Alex House is doing it. And what I really like about this group and this community, I mean, Alex and I are complete and utter newbies, but we're bouncing ideas off each other all the time. And I almost, I mean, I, I hope that you will shed some light, um, but I also understand how it could be as the level of competitivity increases. If you are going for a result, then, yeah, you want to keep your cards close to your chest. So feel free to answer any of these questions as candidly or not as you would like. So let's begin. Let's begin. Lael, you've been on a bit of a bike ride lately. What what are you doing right now? Oh, right now I'm in Bend, Oregon, and I've ridden, I think, already probably like 2,300 miles from home in Tucson, and I'm riding uh, from home to the start in Banff. Um, and I I mean, Ted, this is just killing me. I'm just grinning ear to ear that you're doing this <laughs> and, uh, and that you and Alex are both doing it and that you're bouncing ideas off each other. And like, because this is the stuff that just gets me so fired up because it's so kind of big and wacky, but also like, I don't know, you're stepping into this adventure Uh by yourself Uh with what you think you need. And you're like, okay, let's just try to ride through the Rockies to the Mexican border. Right. It's so cool. I mean, like I've done this and I, you know, I love this route. It's really straightforward. It shouldn't be scary. It's just gravel and it's just mountain passes. And it's, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot that should be like, really scary about it but uh-huh. it's it's like this this big thing where it's like the fastest time right now is two weeks yeah yeah which is <laughs> we're racing nuts. for two weeks <laughs> so the, the i mean it's cool you i know, pay this is just good i pay a lot of attention to the the european world tour and they're doing the giro right now and i paid attention which is a three-week race and i paid attention to when they start and right now they're at the end of their second week and i'm like oh my gosh two weeks ago that is so long and it's it's cool because it's so simplistic. Like, mm-hmm. you get on your bike and you ride, and then you just need to maintain yourself. You eat, sleep, ride, eat, yeah. sleep, ride, and then maintain batteries and all these other things. But at its core, it's so basic. So totally. Speaking of basic, let's let's break it down to the uninformed. Tell me about the Tour Divide. Like, okay, um, yep. yeah. So the Tour Divide is based off Adventure Cycling's Great Divide route that goes from Banff, Alberta, to uh, the Mexican border at Antelope Wells. Mm -hmm. It follows the Continental Divide, so the watershed where the water on one side goes to the Atlantic, on the other side to the Pacific. Um, 
And it was made in the 90s. Uh, guys scouted it in Jeeps and then rode it on old 90s mountain bikes. Oh, at first they used to recommend that you had like a full suspension bike and a Bob trailer, Whoa. which is <laughs> wild. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's become a race and it's been a race since I think the early 2000s. Okay. Um, and yeah, I've raced it four times. The, it was my first uh, big race, my second race ever in my life when I was 28. And I rode to the start from Alaska then. So that's why I'm doing it again. Um, so I'm from Alaska. I rode to the start then, and now I live in Tucson. So I'm like, Oh, I got a ride from my new home, uh-huh. you know? So it's like, I'm connecting the opposite directions. Uh, it's a lot harder to route from Tucson. <laughs> Alaska has like three roads. Right, right, right. Uh, um, yeah. So that's, that's the tour divide. Total distance, give or take. 2,700 miles. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm not sure the climbing. You know, people say like 150,000 feet, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it enters a margin of error when, like, my GPS is going to read different than your GPS by right over that distance, such a massive uh, elevation distance. And everybody always wants to inflate their miles and climbing, right? You know, so you get a lot of different numbers. One billion feet. You <laughs> you also have created something reputation because you've you've ridden the route. Correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't you ridden the route and been like, oh, I can do this even faster and then ride back and then ride it again? So how many times have you ridden, ridden the route, let alone done the, the Tour Divide race? Okay, so I've raced it twice and okay. I've ridden the route uh, maybe four times. So, okay. yeah, that was the thing. So in 2015, my first race, I raced it in June. I got really sick. Took myself to the hospital, but I recovered, and then I kept going, and I broke the women's record. But when I finished, like a week later, I was like, I I just couldn't let it go. You know, the stuff gets to you where you're like, if I didn't get sick, I could have ridden faster. So then I I was home in Alaska at that point, and then two weeks later started riding to the start again. And then I rode the whole thing again in August. And I did did ride it faster, but I also – learned that it's really weird to do that long of a ride by yourself. Yes, I can believe it. Did it, does it, I mean, you just sort of said it, does it strike you as outlandish to to do that, to ride to the start of a 2,000, almost 3,000 mile race? Or is it just like, yep, this no, is my new I norm. Mean, would you want to do it? Ride to the start? Yeah. Well, it's a presents a great question. I think you can't help but do any event and look at other people and have some level of FOMO. Like, oh gosh, like there, there is no better way to prepare for a really long race than to do a ton of really long rides. So I look at what you're doing and yes, it makes a lot of sense. Would I want to do it? That's another ball of wax. Um, I can see the benefit for sure. Okay, so maybe, like, the benefit, but, like, it's the experience might not be your favorite. Yeah. I don't know. It's a great question. No, I I mean, mean, it's just, like, it's, okay, so here's, it's, like, it's similar to racing the Tour Divide, but, mm -hmm. like, when you race the Tour Divide, you have to cram, like, four days into every day. Yeah. So when you're just (laughs) touring, you get to, like, sleep, you know, eat better meals, and then you're still connecting the dots across the country. Uh You're, like... I'm like, oh, now I'm in Oregon, you know? Right. Super cool. Well, right. As we as we 
have this conversation. You are in what? An Airbnb or a house or a friend's house? Or I'm in a Best Western. Perfect. Beautiful decor behind you. Um, yeah, I guess if you were hell-bent on racing right now, then it would probably be a little bit less uh No, we wouldn't uh, be talking. Exactly. Okay, back to 2015. How did you first okay. find out about the trail or the event? From, from bike touring. Okay, so I knew about the route from bike touring because that's how I got into the sport in general. I rode, you know, for seven years around the world before I ever raced. Yep. And then, the actually, this is cool because I was riding internationally uh, I was in the Middle East, and I was riding this route in Israel, and all these routes were popping up all over the world that were influenced by the tour div- or by the Great Divide. Okay. They were like, "Oh, I went to the U.S. and I toured this really cool dirt route, and then I wanted to go home and make something similar in my country to share with the community and to welcome people to come visit us and see, you know, Israel in this way or Greece in this way or, um, yeah, Czech Republic. Like they were just like popping up like all over the place. And I was not interested in racing at all, but I would find these routes and be like, oh, if somebody like carefully put this together for a race, it'd be a really great way to travel through the country as well. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely not the most direct, usually a lot more adventurous. But then I was like, oh, that's actually how you get to see really beautiful places. Because, yeah. you know, in Israel, they'd like route it through like the old city of Jerusalem and nice. then through the desert and like all these places, you know, I'd heard of. And I was like, this is really cool way to like see this place, learn about it, find good camping, you know, like, and then also meet this community of like bike packers mm-hmm. that you immediately have like a nice connection with. Cause they're like excited you're doing their trail, yeah, you know? Yeah, so then yeah. I found it internationally and then I was there and I, I got this kind of bug where I was like, Oh, maybe I'm still in this country. Maybe I'll try this race. And then I was like, if I like this race, then I'm going to go home. I'm going to get a new bike. I'm going to ride from Alaska to the start and then I'm going to race it. <laughs> so I had like this huge, like I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then and then that's exactly what I did. And that was like what started me racing at all, okay. you know? And before that, I was like, I'm not a racer. I, I, even, I don't think I even considered myself a cyclist. Right. You know, I was like, oh, I'm a, I travel by bike because it's inexpensive and I can carry stuff and all this stuff. Like I didn't have that like joy of it until I started racing where yeah. I was like, this is insane, yeah. you know? And it became like more physical and emotional. Perfect. That is a perfect answer. Um, very open-ended question. You described it a bit to the west. Uh, uh, the rain drains to the Pacific. To the east, it drains to the Atlantic. How? And you described it as a pretty tame gravel trail. How do you describe the trail? Yeah, it's just a network generally of forest service roads. Okay. Um, which is cool because there are so many there to kind of like maintain the forest for different reasons. And then somebody just linked them up in a really nice way uh, that follows the continental divide. So it ranges. I mean, like some areas are are more maintained, some less, but generally it's pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Mexico's a little rougher, Colorado's a little smoother, Montana's a little steeper, uh-huh. um, but they're like all wide, not technical. Uh, I mean, really, you know, a lot of these like gravel races are a lot rougher than this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a lot. But generally, like everyone actually rides some kind of a mountain bike on this because 
of the fatigue mm-hmm. because it's so long. You get so beat over, over time. And then some of the descents are a bit rougher. So you just don't want to rattle so much. Sure. But I mean, like the first time I toured it, I was on like a steel touring bike with probably, I don't know, like 38s. Wow. Yeah. You know, so that's like, and, and I didn't mind. And I had a rack and panniers and it was totally fine. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it's like you could ride a lot of different bikes, but what's going to be the fastest, most comfortable, you know, that's the thing. So being that it is the continental divide, you're obviously going to go up over some high elevations. It's, it's interesting. Look at an elevation map. I mean, you're up at seven, eight, nine, 10, 11,000 feet. Yeah. What sort of, you describe Montana as a little bit steeper. What are the pitch elevations of the road? Like how steep does it ever get? You know, usually they're not bad. Usually it's pretty well graded. Yep. But I do, I just have this memory like Montana. I'm like, wow, this is like, the the thing you remember is they're long. Sure. You're like, oh, this is on and on. And then you're like, oh, I've got three mountain passes in the next 60 miles. Oh my gosh. So you just look and you're like up, down, up, down, up, yeah. down. Uh, but they're all different. Uh-huh. So you, and so it's like every, you feel like, oh, I got that one. I got, I'm on to the next one. And that's like kind of kind of marks your day, the okay. passes themselves. And you remember them because they look different one side to the other. And you're like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It, it breaks it up. But yeah, they're they're generally pretty well graded, okay. not too steep. Not not like uh not like Arkansas sure. at all. Right. Yeah. That's that's actually steep. Those are proper <laughs> steep, use every tooth in your cassette kind of steep. How about okay. Our family has just recently road trip from California to Texas to Gravel Locos and then up to um, Kansas where we are now. Oh cool. And we you know you go you drive over the Continental Divide. New Mexico is Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, what you might describe as wide open and yeah. austere. What about sections like that that obviously aren't challenging from a uh, steepness standpoint or elevation standpoint? You're not super high, but is that is that boring? Is it not to me. challenging? Like what what is going on when you're towards the end of the route? And oh, I don't it, think well, that the there's thing, a thing going on. I mean, I, I feel like you're – I get to a point where I'm like, I got it. I just need to be done. Yeah. But you can't really even think about that until you're within like three days of it. Okay. So you're like, okay, before that point, you're like, just stick to the plan. Do the things you need to do. Kind of like stay consistent. Don't waste time. Yeah. Those are the main things. And then as you get closer and closer, you're like, you start kind of feeling like that pull of like, I'm getting there. But then I would say the thing with New Mexico is that it's the roughest and then the least services. Okay. So then you're also in this point where you're like the most famished mm-hmm. and like kind of wrecked physically. And then you're yeah. like, there isn't food for like 200 miles. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're like, you're like, I gotta, and then you're like, you know, trying to get to pie town so you can buy yourself like a whole pie, which yeah. is really cool because <laughs> they have great ones. Uh, but that you're like, that's all I'm going to get out there. Like, yeah. you know, so then that's kind of like the challenge is that it's remote. There isn't much water. There isn't much food. And then the Gila itself I don't know. Did you ever race tour the Gila? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's punchy. Mm-hmm. So it's like the elevation profile doesn't look hard, but it's a lot of little punchy climbs. Okay. 
Okay. Then once you get through that to Silver City, smooth sailing, yeah. 127 miles of pavement. And you're and like slightly descending, so you just feel like a superhero. You're like, yeah, like I'm done, you know. And then you're just riding to that border. I saw a bobcat out there. There's oh, that's actually it's weird because it's paved, but it's more remote because no one lives out there. Right, right. You know, but it's fast. <sighs> See, and these are the the cool, uh, I mean, advantages that you have of having ridden it. And and know the yes, course, but like, you get to see it for the first time completely, you know, and that's like more exciting. Uh-huh. I think the thing I I look at like I'm not usually concerned about terrain or these other things. I'm just like, where's food? Where's water? Yeah, and maybe where's like you know? I, I was so stubborn when I started. I was like, I never sleeping inside uh-huh. because I don't want to waste time checking into a hotel and all this stuff. Yeah. So I didn't for 17 days. I didn't take a shower. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. Good intel. This is so like terrible. And then I like over you know the past eight years have learned okay uh, maybe you actually save time if you like take a shower and feel better. And I have to like charge my stuff. If I sleep in a bed, I'll sleep like super hard. So like finding a balance of like okay every third night maybe I'll stay in a hotel. Some people do it like every night, but also like. I don't know. You you figure out what's actually going to like work, what makes you happy. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh and then like I think the thing is if something goes wrong, it's not that big of a deal. You know? Like deal with it. If you can't fix it, yeah, whatever. You had a good ride to that point, but generally you can fix it somehow. You know, and then like, okay, you lost two hours, two hours out of two weeks. That's nothing. You could make it up, you know? So I think the main thing I'm always like, don't kick yourself too hard when something goes wrong, just deal with it and then move on as quickly as you can. And then, I mean, like, oh my gosh, going the wrong direction for an hour and that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't do that. Noted. I mean, but it happens to like everyone at some point. You just somehow miss a turn or you do something weird. And then you're like, I'm going to ride like an extra like 20 miles. Yeah. But you just have to let it go. Because if you let that like sit with you, it'll eat you. You know, like you got to let it go. So, I mean, Ted, you're going to crush. I'm, as Alex and I both have talked about, like, we're so, I think it's I I almost think it is completely outlandish to say I'm going to to race it. I, like what I'm saying is I this is the longest period I'm going to be without my family. Oh. And so that's hard. You know, I'm going to ride as quickly as I can so that I can get back to my family. You got to get back to them. Exactly. And Yeah, that's whether, great motivation. Like how long <laughs> is that going to take? I have no idea. Because yeah. what what the two week record is that's like a baseline. Okay, I understand two weeks is the fastest that anybody who is a profession in this sport has ever done it. Okay, from there it's going to be sixteen days, seventeen, twenty, yeah. fifteen. I have no idea. Um, but I like uh, everything you said about the day by day and and yeah. And you wake up, you're like, all right, let's see what we can get sure. to. Yeah, you and then you even... have like little goals. You're like, I want to make it to this town, or mm-hmm. I don't want to sleep on top of this mountain pass. Yeah. You know, so then this stuff kind of gets you to <laughs> right. get out of there. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's your little motivation. So having having just driven across uh, New Mexico and Arizona, like when storms roll in, it's so cool because the landscape is so wide open. You can see it, and you say, "Oh gosh, mm-hmm. that is an enormous storm, enormous storm." What do you do when that absolutely gnarly, crazy storm rolls over you? 
do you continue gosh. riding? Do you seek shelter? What do you do? Like, what is your craziest storm experience? I mean, I think I usually just keep going. I've definitely ridden through some lightning storms. A guy got struck by lightning racing the Tour Divide. Okay. And then he still got second. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. Uh, his name's um, Jesse. He's, he has the bike company Curve okay. from Australia. Yeah, I mean, he's he'd give you the full story, but I was that like these stories. You're like, what? Right. Like that's, but I've never been struck by lightning. Um, and is that a cross I your fingers thing, keep, or? I mean, usually I'm like, oh, I'm not the you know highest. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, I guess it's kind of a you know the stuff you do out there. You're like you're in this headspace where you're like I'm moving forward, yeah. and then you run. I ran into a mountain lion. Yes, that's kind of terrifying. I mean, like, but this is not like every day, but you're like, when it ha- does happen, you're like, well, what now? Well, I probably just keep biking. Yep. Okay. I mean, where's the cover too? You know, I think, you know, usually for some like tour divide, it's not that scary. Colorado trail, a little scarier. Uh-huh. You're higher, more exposed. And there are more of those storms. And actually, uh, generally in June, it's you don't have too many lightning storms in this zone, but Fair. now you know the weather's very different. Right, than it used to be. Well, yeah, so. there's freaking uh, what? There's smoke and wildfires going on up north. Is that right? Or those? Oh, in Alberta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't expect yeah. that in late Horrible. May. But yeah, I mean, like the the biggest storms I remember riding through were like racing across France, okay. and then. It, I mean, okay, this is, yeah, it's a little dangerous, but it's also something about it is, like, extremely exhilarating. Yeah, I believe you're that. Because you're like, I would never in my life ever be doing this otherwise, and I'm doing it right now, and I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I remember about uh, Arkansas High Country, is I really enjoyed the experience of being outside of my comfort zone. Like, yeah. riding at 3 a.m., completely sleep deprived, yeah. but being like, this is a challenge that... I wouldn't have if I was sleeping in the comfort of my bed with coffee guaranteed in four hours and everything so peace and you know peaceful and, and controlled. So yeah. I get what you're saying there. Yeah, and you imagine all the other people just sleeping, yeah. and sometimes you're jealous of them, and sometimes you're like, "I gotcha." Yeah, exactly. I'm one step ahead in the game of crazy life. <laughs> okay, you talk about uh some big stretches 200 miles between services for example that's that i mean that would be like the longest okay i think it might be like 180 or basically the stretch that's the longest to get to like a good resupply is to silver city okay new mexico but most of the time like through colorado not remote you hit something like every 50 miles okay so I mean, usually I just have like a cheat sheet of like, oh, store in 70 miles. How much food do I need to get there? Yep. But I mean, like it's rarely like and then you're like, oh, 100 miles, but rarely more than that. It's not extremely remote. And yep. then you're like you click away those miles like nothing. So that's like half a day. Gotcha. You know, 100 miles. No big deal. And that's both food and hydration. I mean, I'm. I use I there's a lot of surface water along the route. Okay. So I just fill up. Yep. Because it's on the divide. Right. Makes sense. So there's like water everywhere except Montana, or I mean, um, Wyoming, a lot less water, like through the Great Basin. Okay. Uh, New Mexico, limited. Um, but for the rest of it, there's quite a bit of water. Am I making this up? Do you not filter? I just drink it. 
I love it. Good Alaska girl, just drinking straight from the. Hopefully, it's not disgusting. (laughs) I mean, there are like a few where I'm just like, I'm so thirsty. I'm just going to drink it. And you see like cows. Yeah. That is gross. But most of this water is pretty good, you know? But I mean, sometimes you're just so desperate. Mm -hmm. Do you? I've got to assume the answer is yes. But having just given you a biased answer. Do you lose weight over such a crazy yeah, distance, like a considerable totally. amount? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I used to try a lot harder to eat more. Mm-hmm. But it is – some of the food is pretty depressing. Yes. And um, and also you just get this <laughs> – it's like hard to just keep kind of – you're just like, this is not good food. I don't feel like eating it. I don't want it. Uh-huh. Uh so then, like, in the past, like, later, I'm just, like, just eat when you feel like you want it. Try to just keep eating, but don't worry as much about, like, hitting a calorie count or right. something. Because it's, it's yeah, you're straining everything, you know? When I do get something good to eat, like a homemade pie, then I'm, yes. like, celebrating. Right. So I'm, like, this rocks, and it's good for me, and yeah. I'm happy, uh-huh. you know, versus eating, like, a corn dog. <laughs> station <laughs> uh, <laughs> where you're not really celebrating that you yeah, know yeah but i mean like you got to keep eating you know and then you find the stuff that's like i'm like oh pizza that's always good even if it's cold i can keep eating it so like sure. pack a whole pizza and just eat it all day <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so ridiculous but that also makes complete and utter sense so okay um but yeah i think i probably i probably lose like Maybe up to uh, maybe like eight pounds, ten pounds, but I'm like not. I'm like regular size. You're pretty tall. Sure. Yeah. Oh, big. You know, time. you probably have to eat like twice as much. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's like you know, I love eating. Likewise. <laughs> but I don't love eating under the baking sun on my bike when it's like old French fries. Yes. You know, so it's like, I guess you just gotta find pastries. You yes. know, those are good. That's eat those all day. most of why I ride a bike. I can't imagine it's it's five-star bakeries along the route, but I'm with you. Yeah, bakeries are basically why yeah. I ride my bike most days. Yeah. Okay. That's good stuff. Um, I feel like an event like this, or maybe this one in particular, is almost intentionally cryptic. So, oh, it, it is, actually. not Most of them aren't, but this one. Fun really is. It's like hard to sign up, hard to get info. Yeah. Yeah. So opening up that can of worms, um, given the age in which we live, I I navigate by looking at my cycling computer. Mm-hmm. If you go onto the website, which I think was updated sometime around 2007, it has these really funny point twos, like you go to this and you're going to find the root over here and then you're going to find the root over here and watch out because the file might be too large for your computer. And so here we are, late May, the race starts effectively in what, three weeks. I don't know what the root is. So yeah. how do you even find the root, Lael? It will be finalized probably like the week before the race. Okay. Um, but it doesn't change that much. Okay. 
So if you can find an old one, mm-hmm. like on Komoot or ride with GPS, like somebody will put up Tour Divide, you know, 2021, yeah. it'll basically be that. And then the only reason it would really change is if there are like necessary detours around washed out roads or fire or whatever. Okay. But this is tricky because, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a story. Like I rode to the start from Alaska. Uh-huh. I had like, you know, this GPS that ran off of double A batteries and I was, I already loaded the route before I left from Alaska. I rode for three weeks yeah. and I'd have, I already had the tour divide route and I was like, okay, re- I'm ready for this race. Got my, GPS got my flip phone and I'm sleeping bag. (laughs) And then I start racing it. And then I find out in, I think, Southern Montana, Wyoming, that I had the wrong track. Because they updated it within the week of the start. uh, And I didn't have, like, email. And uh I didn't get the new route. And then they're like, oh you might be disqualified from the race because you have the wrong route. Right. That's like you right. know, something like 10 miles different in a 2,700-mile race. Right. That's and bananas. I was like – and then I was like – they're like, there's also another section coming up that you have to – that's different than what you have on your route. So then I had to like find somebody at a sports shop in Pinedale, Wyoming, that was nice enough to like with a little – Board that I could like upload the correct route and spend like two hours in his apartment above his shop trying to do this by myself, you know, in the middle of the race. Yeah. And this was, I was just like, what? And then it was like, because I didn't ride the correct route, I was like, at that point, dis- uh, officially disqualified from the race. Mm-hmm. But then because it was the route from previous years, I was still in contention to break the record. Oh, wow. This stuff is nutty. Yeah. Like, it is so, like, like particular and, like, such a weird, like, extreme, like, rules world like that. And, uh, I mean, that was, like, a little – I by the time I got the right track on there, because I'm just, like, looking at this thing, praying it a load. Yep. Then I was, like, I was so excited. I, like, I think I regained the time just riding out of there because I was, like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but, you know, it's, like, it's so, like – uh, like mentally weird, yes. you know, I'm like, I just want to ride this race. I want to ride this route. And then you get like caught up with something like that. Yeah. So I guess the, the moral of that is make sure you have the right track. Mm-hmm. I can, I can make sure I have the right track and send it to you. Okay. Uh, but usually like, yeah, within the week, um, of the race, Matthew Lee, who's still running it, okay. uh, will send the correct track. Okay. And but you can get like the basic route like all over the place right now. It's right. you could get it from Adventure Cycling. The thing is they extended the route up to Jasper, but uh we raced from Banff. And um and then they have like great paper maps. Another incredible resource is a one of seven project. This guy has made like guide sheets with every like all the information, like the passes, the the amount of climbing, where the towns are, what they have. And then, I mean, last time I just printed them out and brought them with me. And it is, he, this, his name's Craig Fowler and he did an amazing job putting this together. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like I've just been like staring at my phone. And then this guy yeah. actually did all the work. So wait, know? say like, that one again. I need that, that, and what is the name of the website or where he is? One of seven project. And he's made like, 
route resources for the tour divide for the Colorado trail, Arizona trail. I mean, you're like, this guy is like an angel. Yeah. Like he actually put together like everything you need on there. And then you can just be like, okay, food, 70 miles. Yeah. Got it. And then, uh, or even the ones that are like, this one's half a mile off route. The hours of the store are seven to seven. Stuff like that where you're like, this is gold. Right. You know, because like yeah, I so hate invaluable. doing that. <laughs> man, oh, man. That's so I great just want to wanna ride it and like get food, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah. So, okay. Here's to our to our listener who might be like, okay, whatever. It's it's a GPS and you're going from north to south and just follow the same road. And you talked about, you know, going off, off trail for an hour, oh. for example. Let me read from the website. This is – I'll read a paragraph. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> this is about Tour Divide permitted deviations. There are four permitted deviations on the ACA main route detailed below. Alt-A is required of both southbound and northbound riders because you can ride in both directions. Alt-B is required for southbound riders only. Alts C and D are optional for all, however, have become the de facto race line over time. Because they're faster. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's to know. why. So you want D. Yep. And then one of them is probably like a three mile single track trail. Okay. That you have to take in. I'll tell you about that one. That's like near Breckenridge. Yeah. Uh, a woman I know missed it yeah. because sometimes you look at your GPS and you're like, oh, they must not mean that. Yeah. And she missed it, and it's a descending three mile single track. Uh, disqualified. Oh, dis. So. But the thing is, if you miss something and you realize you miss it, you can go back and write it. Got it. So that would be the thing to do. If you realized you missed it, go back. Because you're like, I don't want to get disqualified in something I've already put a week into. Right. Well, especially coming from my <laughs> – I mean, not to – I was going to say from my line of work. Like when you're DQ'd in, in a European world tour race, it's it's so shameful. It's not because you accidentally oh. missed a turn. So yeah, the turn. It's like it, you did actually did something yeah, wrong. Yeah, you you intentionally <laughs> like broke the you rules. You thought your yeah. GPS was off. I know that is. It's harsh, right? So can you or trust your the GPS? The other thing that's super harsh is you can't accept anything from anybody. Right, right, right. Like right. if somebody pops out with a coke, don't take it because you know don't take it because then you're disqualified. What's and you're the, like, oh my gosh, it's like a Coke. What's the story with, what is it, Trail Angels? So don't yeah. accept anything Except full stop? The, the thing is like, okay, everybody has their own like kind of feeling about Trail Angels and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think like I'm under such scrutiny. I'm like, I can't. I just tell them like, I can't take that because it could, you know, just dis- disqualify my ride. And like that's yeah. specifically for the tour divide. Like if I'm like bike pack racing in Europe and somebody gives me a banana, yeah. you know, depends <laughs> on the race. Like some race organizers yeah. have a like the heart of like I want they want to like include people in this because it's exciting and like you could just go to the store and buy a banana. It's not a big deal. Right. You know. Uh but like for specifically for the tour divide, it's pretty rigid. Like I know a guy who's aunt gave him a beer yeah and they disqualified him and i'm like it's a beard slowed him down you know like whatever so i'm just like personally i'm like don't take anything um unless it's especially because like they'll probably know who you are they came out because they're a fan of you yeah you know they're like they want to be part of your ride Mm -hmm. so which is hard for me but you could like well, you could give them like a high five. Yeah. You know? Be like, I gave back. I didn't accept anything. Yeah. You, you could five. take a selfie with them or something. So how about, 
Someone said, okay, south of, geez, I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere in Montana. Make sure you stop at this person's house. They have like a and b and they'll serve you pizza and beer. Yeah, uh, Brush Mountain Lodge. Brush Mountain Lodge. In, um, it's just north of Steamboat Springs. Right oh, there. Okay. Oh, or maybe it's this guy High Country Lodge in Montana. I'm typing this there down. There are all these places. Okay, so here, this is, this is really good. It's like the... If they have a business and they're, like, selling something, then you can 100% do that. Okay. And also, if they're providing their thing for every single racer out there, yeah. you can accept that. So, like, sometimes there's, like, a cooler full of Gatorade that's, like, for all tour divide riders. And you're like, yes. Okay. Like, I could take that. Good to so, know. So, like, that kind of thing. But if they're specifically there for you, yeah. you can't. They have to do it for everyone. And then some people are like, oh, well, they, they like Ted. So they're like, I'll do it for everyone so I can do it for Ted. Yeah, I'll be here with my 700 Cokes or whatever, 250 Cokes. For like Cokes. a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah, I know this. But these are like the, this is the nitpicky, okay. you know. Like in general, you're just out there and you're like, okay, I'm going to stop at the gas station and yep. buy some food and get back out there and then climb this beautiful pass. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, maybe I'll sleep at the base of it. So the next morning I won't be cold because I'll start climbing again. Yep. Stuff like that. You know, it's like generally you are out like just out there. Not Noted. not too many people. But I do hope, you know, I think a lot of fans will come out for you and they'll be so pumped. I'm 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 curious what the reception's gonna be. Um yeah, they'll see this guy who's delirious and cross eyed and puffy faced being like, This is great. Uh going back to your Breckenridge story with the single track gal. Mm-hmm. So he, your point is trust the GPS, right? Trust the GPS hundred percent. Because okay. also at this point it's like people have been riding it for fifteen years, so that track's pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna do some weird like you know, somebody's random detour. Got it. Yeah, just stick on it. Look for, there are only a couple places where you're like, where is this trail? And one is in Canada where you like do this crazy quarter mile push. Okay. Uh, And then the other one is that um, gold, gold something trail near Breckenridge. Those are the alternates? And it takes a tiny bit of, the CDT, the actual Continental Divide Trail in New Mexico for like seven miles. But these are like the only single track spots of like oh, 2,700 miles. So like the rest of it, you're like, oh, turn on this road, yep. go that way, go that way. Actually, yeah. And then like the route has changed a tiny bit because like they've built more cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like out of, uh, you know, Canmore, there's like a beautiful mountain bike trail that we take for a little bit that has like a huge suspension bridge. Whoa, cool. And that was like, wasn't there before. And you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. So then the route like takes that instead of the gravel road that's parallel. Cause okay. it's like, this is cool. It's not too rowdy. You could ride it with your touring bike or yep. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. So like occasionally you get like a little bit of that, but then like past Canada, no more of that. Okay. Okay. Um, you were talking about, you know, the banana, the, the Coke, the, this, that, and the other. A bit of this has been documented, and I want to congratulate you for, I want to say, were you on Radio Lab recently? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Really? Why was that unfortunate? I love that story. It was, n- I, it was not good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
but it's okay. I retract you know, my enthusiasm. I, the thing I, I think about with this stuff is like, well, it's cool that bikepacking's on Radiolab because yeah. more people will do it then because exactly. they'll hear about it. Exactly. You know, like that's that's the positive on that one. But, you know, my personal story I feel like wasn't told well. Okay. Uh, but that's, you know, I can get over that. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at the heart of it was, correct me if I'm wrong, is the is the media aspect and right. and how you were on such under such uh let's call it well scrutiny at the Arizona Trail. Yeah. Right? So yeah. but at the heart of it I think is the greater point of here is more news about a cool outlandish sport that might attract more people to bike riding and yeah. that's why we create media in the first yeah. place. So okay, right. we'll we'll take a step back from from Radio Lab. Are you doing any self-shooting, self, self-collecting self oh, of media this year? Or what's that going to um, look like? Not like a plan for it. But, you know, basically, like, I take videos with my phone if I see something crazy or something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because I'm like, nobody will believe me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I don't take a video of this mountain lion or of, like, my bike caked in this amount of mud or, like, or I see something, like, so extremely beautiful that I'm like, I really want Rue to see this. Sure. Yeah. You no. Know? And like, she's not there and she doesn't get to see it. So I'm like, oh God, I really want her to see it. And that's like basically what I shoot with my phone. Yeah. Uh, especially racing. Cause I get so obsessed that I'm just like, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping to take a photo, you know, which is totally nuts. It takes like two seconds and then you have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like, I won't be like, logging the the ride i'm just out there just to race got it, got it, got it. Uh, which is which is good and it's also like i've i've ridden the tour divide twice making videos of it it's a lot of work oh my gosh yeah you know yep. oh my gosh it's like remote and so you're like in you're hoping like the people shooting you can figure out how to access it and then you know when they do find you they want some kind of an update and mm-hmm. you're like sleep deprived yeah so yeah. you kind of have to like you're like I have to like speak English to these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just speaking gibberish about this yeah, thing. Well, that you you're think like you saw. actually, what I need to do is get like you know all this food and pack it on my bike. Uh, so I, it's kind of I don't know. I think mentally easier to know I'm just out there for the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think so. Yeah. Are you self documenting? My plan is to bring a GoPro. Cool. Um, I'll have my iPhone like like you. And like, I mean, I was thinking of you back in the day when you were doing it with a flip phone. Like the level of uh, the quality of, of video that you can shoot with an iPhone is ridiculous. So It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not cinematic, but they can, they can see what you're looking at. Yep. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I've seen plenty of. DIY bikepacking videos done entirely on iPhone and they're terrific quality. I mean, yeah. So, okay, the ability to do it is there. Yeah, I'll do, I will do something. I mean, I did something similar with uh, Arkansas and. Yeah, I was, watched that. that was, and you did a great job. Admittedly, I did not edit it, but I thought it was. Well, but, I mean, I mean right, the mental is, capacity yeah. to even say, okay, I should shoot something now, I should record something, I should talk about my mental state, you know, that. that did you enjoy it? I did. Shooting it. You did. I think so. I mean, especially because you're so sort of lonely for so many bits yeah. of the ride. You're like, I just need to talk to 
even this small piece of electronic yeah, you plastic. Talk about what's going on with you. Yeah. You know? I yeah. thought it was great. Especially oh, cool. in well, I'm glad you're doing that. I mean, you know, you want to bring people along for this. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh my God, Ted lost 20 pounds. Yes, quite likely. Because <laughs> I mean, like you actually start, this is so kind of sad. You like start, you look all healthy and then you get to the end line and it, your bibs look like they're going to fall off. <laughs> I've never looked so unhealthy as at the end of that video. My eyes are puffed out of my head. Yeah, everything just sort of hurt. So what I'm oh, telling myself is that no. race, that race was, a, in my mind, a sprint, and I was totally naive to yeah. it, whereas something like a 2,700-mile race is much more of a grand tour. Like, you need yeah. to sleep more. That's the way I'm approaching it. You need to sleep need more, more. You need to take care of yourself better. quite a bit more. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, <clears throat> and because of that, maybe you can enjoy it a little bit more, too, because you're not, so. like, totally <laughs> Totally cracked, yeah, start to finish. Um. Let's do some some basics. Spare socks. Do you ride Ooh. with spare socks? I think I will because there's probably a lot of water and snow. Okay. Wool socks, yep. hopefully, because yep. otherwise my feet get really crazy wrecked. Yeah. Uh, two pair? Know, three feet, pair? Two. Because okay. I mean like, okay, you have one, then you have one spare, then you dry out the other one, or you try to. Mm-hmm. Then they're both wet, and you're like, well, at least I'm not carrying four pairs of wet socks. <laughs> yes, very true. I rem- I got a good anecdote there in Arkansas. I I brought two pairs of socks and then I lost one arm warmer, so I cut the toes off my socks and made one of my socks an arm warmer. I'm like, I guess I have one pair of socks <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> uh, spare That's bibs? Cool. Not me, one but pair. I don't ride with a chamois, so I don't have to worry about. We that. We could do a podcast purely about that, but we'll skip over that and just uh, let that. Be. But you know, then it's also for me, it's easy because I can like rinse them and then they dry and like half an hour less you know they dry on me so i don't need that but i will bring like a rain pants and jacket for sure yep down jacket yep i am bringing a sleeping bag last time i didn't huge mistake you didn't bring a sleeping bag oh my gosh i was i get like so into this like i don't need that i don't need this i brought down pants and a down vest yep and like a vapor barrier liner not even like a real bivy oh my god and i just shook on the ground i was like after an hour and a half you lose all your body heat and then i was just like shaking right terrible and then i was kicking myself because i'm like this is what i have for like the next you know two three weeks like Mm -hmm. so sleeping bag i think i'm even bringing a sleeping pad this time first time ever you're Uh, making me feel good about my decisions off the ground like you're warmer you know so uh yeah. Okay. Very good to know. And I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting older. You know. <laughs> exactly. You like those com- creature comforts of not sleeping on the hard ground, and you're, you know, like a, in a gravel pit. Uh, you know? <laughs> okay. Are there, are there any? Well, I should preface it. Do you mail yourself anything, or no? Because that might slow you down. Oh well, the hard thing with that is that. You know, if you do, you have to make you have to get through somewhere when the post office is actually open. Yep. So that was so my other question. Little... There's no 24 seven general delivery post offices, are there? I don't think so. Okay. You know, and I know some people have done some things where they ended up like mailing themselves something to a hotel. Yeah. But that's not like premeditated. That's like while they're out on course and like something sure. really broke. Yep. So they're like, oh, like you know, I. I have to get this thing to continue. Sure. I've never done that because that's also a lot of coordination. Yep. Um, 
But, you know, I think one time I sent myself like a bunch of nutrition. Sure. But then I was like, oh, I didn't get through there during the post office hours. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> Because you're like, you're not going to like wait for them to open the post office, you know, for like protein powder. (laughs) Because you got, there's a lot of protein and cheese in your pizza. So you're golden. Exactly. So, you know, hoping that works out. Uh, But yeah, I think, you know, generally not because, but I mean, like you could, you could try to time it, Mm -hmm. you know, or you could know like, oh, I'm trying to. Like I usually stop at the bike shop in Steamboat, mm-hmm. Orange Peel. Those guys and are great. Get a, yeah, they're awesome, and I get a new chain, and they're like, "Hey, do you want brakes again?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They give me new brake pads, and like one time I had to get a new bottom bracket. Oh jeez. Uh, so you know, like I know that that's because it's an on route stop. It's a really good shop, and then and then you're like, oh, if I'm gonna stop there anyway, I could send stuff to the mailbox there because. I know I'm going to be there during the open hours. Sure. Good so point. So then that would be like a great place to do that. Yep. yep but like yep. otherwise, eh, you know, usually you're like, oh, I could just go to Safeway. Yeah. Okay. For most things or, you know, one time I sent my sleeping bag home. Yeah. I get that. Being like, I, I don't was need like this anymore. in New Mexico and I was like, I'm done. And I had ripped it on some barbed wire. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was like, it, like you know, feathers everywhere, and, and I, I was like, I'm just gonna throw it out. And then I saw it like by the trash can, and I was just like, that's just so sad <laughs> that I like took it to the post office. <laughs> that lonely sleeping bag needs to go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but usually, yeah, I'm like, this. There are enough services along the route that I'm like, oh, that's good enough. Okay. You know, because it's like. You know, what would you send yourself? Maybe fresh bibs. That's literally, I mean, when I prefaced it with, not prefaced it, the first two questions in this, quote, rapid fire, socks and bibs. I'm like, yo, what yeah, if I put holes in my have, socks? Like, oh, my gosh. Can you imagine how good you'd feel putting on a fresh pair of bibs, like, halfway yeah. through? Right. That's you mega. should send them to Steamboat. It's crossed my mind. It's crossed my mind. And, well, shoot, oh. I'll be back in Steamboat like a month and a half later. I don't know how long. I think they keep things in general delivery for 30 days. But Oh, you could just pick them up anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, I'm here. Hey, Where's I my missed stuff? it, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, two words, bear protection. What do you oh, do? Oh, yeah. I don't do anything. Nothing. Nothing, but, you know. There are some bears out there, but there mm-hmm. aren't that many. More like closer to Banff. Okay. Um, a woman did get killed by a grizzly in Ovando, okay. Montana. Yep. But she was camped there, and she saw it, and then she stayed in her tent, and then it came back and got her. Yep. Um, a lot of people bring bear spray for the first stretch yep. and then ditch it, um, but I don't. So you don't do anything from a bear spray per, uh, perspective. No. Do you, like, what are your being bear smart rules? Are you making a lot of Just, noise? Yeah. Bells? Be loud if you're scared, like you're in co- more of like a wooded zone where you can't see that well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just being loud. And then, I mean, you know, because like in Alaska, I see a lot of bears. Sure. Yeah. Um my, <laughs> my main thing there would be like, if I saw a bear, I would just be like, Hey, you know, like yell at the bear. Hey bear. And then they hey usually bear. like run away. Like if you're like kind of 
menacing enough. Uh-huh. And then like the o- only once did the bear like not run away from me. It came started like coming at me. Hey, hey, hey. And then I was like alone and I was like, oh my God, this is like real. Uh-huh. Like this actually could be a problem. And I just turned around and sprinted away. Okay. And then it lost interest. Got it. So that was it. But like generally bears, I they're not they're not usually like actually stalking people sure. except for polar bears. Mm-hmm. Um, so these ones, grizzlies, black bears, you could have an encounter. Most likely it won't be close to you. If you are camping out, you're only sleeping for a few hours. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It takes them a while to find you. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think low risk. Do you do anything outside of sleeping for a short period of time for overnight? Like, do you seek out wide open areas or wooded areas or? I usually seek out wide open. Okay. Well, unless it's like storming. Sure. Then you're like, oh, I could like hide under this tree. Yeah. But usually like I feel better if I have like a more space to see. And I'm also like, you know, if I'm sleeping in a gravel pit, I'm like, bears don't want to be here. <laughs> There's nothing good for them here. (laughs) You know, it's like there's nothing good to eat. It's not comfortable. Sometimes, like, that's, like, how I choose camping in Alaska. I'm like, oh, they're not going to like this. Right on. And then I'm like, I'm fine with it. Perfect. I mean, (laughs) that's just made up. (laughs) Helpful. Very helpful. Um, Earbuds. Are you listening to stuff? Totally. What do you got? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I gotta get some new books. Yeah. Oh, that's you know, what I was thinking. I, talking to Alex about. I'm like, I need audiobooks. Yeah, through the night. Yeah. You know, something really I just listened to the whole Bear Town series. It's like this hockey team in Sweden. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's th- there's a so movie about that. Good. I, okay. I haven't seen it, but I listened to the books and I just, you know, I'm like crying on the bike. It's like that good. And then, you know, I get bummed out when it's over because I'm like, oh, it's over. Right. What now? <laughs> Do you have any recommendations? I got nothing. Um, no, I feel like I feel like everybody who's participating in this event should do a shared uh, yeah, I'm like great audio books. files. Exactly. Listen to this. Get this uh, podcast. Um, oh, I listened to your podcast with Payson. Oh, thank you. Uh, which I was like, man, Ted's had a rough run. Whew! It's been a doozy. And speaking yes. of which, I mean, he just hit the deck in a not I so saw great that way. In, um, in Texas. He said you stopped for him. Yeah, I was right down towards the end of the race, and he was lighting up some attacks and overlapped a oh. wheel. And then when I went by, probably, I don't know, 10 seconds later, I looked back, and I'm like, oh, gosh, he's bleeding out of he's places that you shouldn't be bleeding out of. Down. So, yeah, uh, made sure he was decently taken care of. There was a follow car at that point. Um, but, man, yeah, he was not in a great place. So... I'm glad that he is on the mend and nothing is broken. So hopefully you can soldier on forward. Nothing's broken. Nothing's broken. I think he has a a shoulder injury. I want to say separated shoulder and concussion. So not great given the time of year and the spring that he's had. But I mean, yeah, those are the times that I say I wish I was a competitive checkers player or something where the risk of injury is much lower. Yeah, you could only hurt your fingers. Exactly. Like, ah, the tendonitis (laughs) from my thumbs. (laughs) Oh, oh well, I'll call him. Anyway, yeah, that give him a sucks. buzz. It happens. You yeah. know, the thing is about this, Tour Divide, you probably won't get hurt because there's nobody out right. there. Yeah. Uh, two-parter. Okay, here I am in Kansas because I'm getting ready for, oh, yeah. for yeah, Unbound XL, luck. which is XL. kind of hilarious because I feel like I put so much effort into paying attention to Tour Divide and then I was like, oh my gosh, like 
XL is not the traditional unbound. Like, I need to start thinking about that. Oh, it's going to be a piece of cake. You're going to crush it. Appreciate it. It's, It's still a different, it's a different event. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried. At this point, I have a week and a half to really prepare. Um, You got it. But here's the question. You run into a store at Unbound XL. What are the things that you're going to get? Me, water. Yep. You know, probably some kind of like Coke or Sprite or something. Mm -hmm. Because it gets hot. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh. um, I (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I just ate like paydays. Oh, paydays are delicious. Because no chocolate that melts. Yep. Salty peanuts. Yep. You know, and then by the end, I was just like, not another payday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, like the Casey's, the yeah. gas station Kansas, they have pizza. Yep. Perfect. So that's a good one. Okay. Uh, I mean, I ate a couple of those like terrible like Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches. Don't recommend it. <laughs> They were so bad, like just crumbling, you know, crumbling English muffin. That was a bad choice. But, yeah, basically, I think I ate, yeah, that kind of stuff. And um, I think that's probably about it. You know, it should take you less than 24 hours. Right. Well, yeah, I've heard that the the gas stations are what's cutthroat now. The the XL has become such a race that, like, the race is get in, get out. People well, being you know, nuts. the thing is, if you can like skip the first one, skip it. That is, you know, just carry enough that you can just keep going. Like I stopped at it because uh, I was out of drinks. Sure. Because it's and so hot. To. I think I had like two, three bottles, and I was just like, I got to get some more drinks. Yeah. But then I was just like, just only get drinks and get out of there. But if you can skip it, skip it. And then the next one, it won't be so hectic. Yep. You'll have dropped all the people. Okay. Cool. You know, because you don't want to wait in line with your, like, you know, $20 bill waiting right. for change. Well, that's what I he- I heard last year. People were literally throwing money at the cashier because they did like, that in 2021 I mean, when I raced man. it. They're just like, take the 20 yeah. and like Keep taking the their bottles out. And then, but then I guess, okay, so this like strategy wise, have a good system for this one, you know, because yeah. like I saw people messing around with their water bladders and drink mixes and all this stuff. And I'm like, skip that, yeah, you know, yeah, get yeah. your water in your bottle and get going, mm-hmm. you know, don't do stuff that's like finicky. Because it'll save you time. It'll save you a ton of time. You know, massive to his credit, uh, Fabian at Gravel Locos makes the lead group do a mandatory stop and time stops. So you roll in and there's, it's so civil. It's like, everybody have your water? Everybody have your nutrition? Okay, let's go again. Like, I like it. Yeah. That's like, that's what we should do. But this, otherwise, people are like racing. Right. I can buy, I can buy groceries faster than you can. Yeah, and it's then, like, kind nice. of cutting people in line or, like – or, I mean, the other part of it is, like, you know, what about being friendly to the people that actually operate these businesses? Come on now, Like, right? this is, like, one day of their year. Yeah. Do you think they care how fast you get out of the gas station? No. But, I mean, I had – I love the – oh, God, the people in Kansas at the gas station, they are so kind. Mm-hmm. They're, like – like just happier visiting. So give them, you know, give them 20 seconds. Right. Talk a little, you know. I mean, and that's like the same with the tour divide. Talk to these people a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like look at the picture. Exactly. Look at what you're – look at the weird thing you're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Forests and trees. Yeah, you got to look at the bigger picture there. But, yeah, skip the first gas station. Okay. Just 
get Noted. out of there. You know, because also like then you'll be like you'll be you know drop the crazies. Yep, the the folks who are chucking change at the the friendly attendant. <laughs> Keep the change. Okay, we can wrap up here. <coughs> you hit Antelope Wells. Oh yeah, nothing there at all. Not even water. Nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. a funny thing. People are like, oh, what happens at the finish line? Oh, well, there's a there's a border, and that's <laughs> it. Hopefully, somebody's there to like greet you. You know, I think that's the thing is have somebody there that's like mm-hmm. you're looking forward to seeing. I had a friend pick me up the first time, and I was just so grateful she came. Yeah, she was like half hour late. You're like, what? Well, I got nowhere else to <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> But she came out there, you know. Right. I'm just waiting. So, to end on a positive, what is the meal? What's the number one meal you're looking oh. forward to? What do you What do you want when you hit Antelope Wells? Oh my gosh! Well, I think usually I'm just like I just want water. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Hot and parched. Got it. You're not. Yeah. You're not jonesing for another corn dog. <laughs> yeah. I, and then after that, that's actually when the real wild stuff happens because, like, you are like a eating machine after something like this. And it's like my brain is like wired to food, like yeah. in a way that is I've never experienced before. Like, can't put together a complete thought. Uh-huh. I eat like a piece of cheesecake. I'm like, f- like feel like I'm on drugs, yeah. like, because oh, it's just Lord. like your mind is so kind of like food is like the one thing that's going to get me back. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you get okay. to eat a lot of good stuff. You know, you're like food tastes delicious. You can eat like real meals, enjoy them. You know, like it's summertime. You could have a barbecue with your yes. friends, you know, like that part is like really good, but it's it. mentally very odd. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm going to be jonesing, but that's why I look forward to the finish line. To what, be like, do you what remember do want? what you wanted after Arkansas? Did you want anything? No, and that that's what was weird for me because typically yeah. at the end of any long ride, I'm like, oh, I really want a beer or a brownie or a yeah chili or like, you know, your mind goes in weird places. Yeah. Your appetite yeah. does rather. And that one I was like, oh, I just. You don't want anything. I want to You stop. just want to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we're going to Maine straight afterwards. I'll, maybe I'll replenish oh, on lobster. You're gonna. That's a, such a cool change too. Going uh, from the yeah. desert to Maine, right? Just oh, jump in the frigid yeah. Atlantic. I and, think you know. I, it's gonna be a long time away from your family, but then you'll be riding towards being with them. Yes, and that's like that's all heart. I love it. I love it. Well, on and that also, note, also, you know, ask me. You could send me any weird uh, questions you have about gear or stuff or whatever. Thank but you. I would get that one of seven project. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, this is so easy. Well, yeah, I've been told it's out there and I've done a poor job of actually tracking it down because the forums are just so deep. And I'm like, well, now I'm paying attention to something else I wasn't even intentionally getting on the internet to find. I try not to look at any of that stuff. Yeah. Smart. Because it's weird. Completely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. you know, these people probably have some great ideas. Yeah. But then you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tricky yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah. Let me, just let me know. Uh, I mean, of course, my ideas are really weird, too, but I'm happy to share them. I'm happy to share them because I want you to have your best ride. Thank and I you. want Alex to have his best ride, too. I'll, I'll reach out to him, too. I'm just so excited you guys are doing this. Nice. It's super cool. Well, I'm tremendously thankful for that. I am tremendously thankful for an hour of your day as you're continuing your prep so thank you very much for being on the pod for for sharing some insight and 
I'll see you in a few weeks. All right, sounds good. Bye, Ted. All right, thanks, Lou.